in the realms of the spirit when you were carrying him there was a big challenge in the realm of the spirit it was a difficult pregnancy to yes. carry him yes. to the point that it looked like you're going to lose him at some point yes. because i remember i am seeing it in the realms of the spirit when you're about four months going to five months yes. i saw you bleeding that yes. you thought that you actually lost him yes yes i am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because i'm hearing one saying god with us and the other one is saying emmanuel uh, what is that when i got to this place i saw an address like 8111 the angel told me walk five steps. I walked five steps and I saw like unit five. I saw a two. I saw a nine. I saw another nine. I saw a three. I saw a zero. I saw a B. It's like a pay view or something like that. But huh? I don't know what this is. I'm seeing a D and R and an M. I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You say what? Clariosto improdovida shalakate le mande Provein den kishta agosta alova kalamande le pronde ligista I pray for you in the name of Jesus That the Lord will touch you wherever you are I pray that the Sulam anointing shall come upon you as you listen to this prayer I pray that your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes and your spiritual understanding shall be unlocked this day. I pray that the mysteries of Jehovah God shall be released unto you. I pray that you may know his power, that you may know his love, that you may know his might in your life this day. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May what was impossible become possible now. Lande le kishta avuka la bronde le kishta vara kia se Mevra tufta ika la vande le bronde dia La clariosto fradeike le kishta avuka talamande Laisti constelesta in glory fantelino Mevretita atuva kashuka prave dia amande Langa tita labra de liga oka pavake tila mandele pronde vikate Zila kusha mevrafia azufeke kinkarabasonte lekeya azuke prade kishta amandele kushta pravakushte ikarabakante le teleba sovare makusha arade dia azaka talabante Mondele kashte iza azuva 
Meria Azu Kadalamande Karabatoshte Kapro Sotolomande Lekeshta Azu Karamande Mavo 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 I pray that my encounters with the Lord will become your encounters. I pray that every single angelic visitation that I've experienced, may the Lord favor you today. May the Lord give you the grace to see the things that I have seen and beyond. I unlock you in the prophetic today. I release the Sulam anointing upon you today. May angels ascend and descend upon you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. May the Lord be glorified through your life. May the world know that Jesus is alive by reason of him manifesting himself through you. I decree and declare as a prophet of God, there will be a difference from this day. When you stand before people, when you pray, there will be a change. That people will know that the Holy Spirit is upon you and he has anointed you to do the work of God to be a shield for your family to be a defender of your family let it be so now in Jesus mighty name Blessings everybody, this is Prophet Lovi and I'm so excited to be inviting you to the second prophetic school that we're going to be having this year. It's just going to be phenomenal. The first one was so powerful, but this one will be even greater and will be even better. It's very important to understand that it is God's will that every single person, whether you're an evangelist, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an apostle, for you to function in the prophetic because the prophetic is the revealer of things that are hidden in the heavenly realm. If God wanted to speak to you concerning California right now, you cannot find any verse in the scripture that will talk about California, but God through his spirit and by his spirit, he can speak to you specifically concerning the things he's gonna be doing in the land. So it's very important for you to know how to hear the voice of God so that you will know that every step that you take that God is the one that is ordering it. The Bible says it clearly, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. My desire is that you will grow into a place where you are led by the Holy Spirit, where you can know His voice, you will know His still small voice, where He wants you to go, where He wants you to step so that many people will be blessed because of you. My prayer is that you will be one of those that will be baptized in the prophetic and your life will never be the same. This is Prophet Lovi and I can't wait to see you from September 30th to October 2nd. It's going to be prophetic. It's going to be powerful and you will live so equipped 
and ready to win the world for Jesus. God bless you and I can't wait to see you. This is the prophet Lovi. Shalom, shalom. I've been, I've been, I've been taken captive by the truth, and I, I don't think I want to get out. Coming to this class, I'm just tapping deeper into the spirit, and uh, I've learned that you need a doorway into the spirit, and Prophet Lovi is that doorway, and you can try to do it on your own, but you will not get far at all. You need a doorway. It's actually really nice to uh, just be able to engage and to listen to everybody's experiences and learn that we're all having the same thing. We're all going through the same thing. We're all lost and in the dark about the same stuff. And for him to clear it up, it's just been great. I decided to attend prophetic school because um, I want to learn. I want to learn from someone that has a relationship with Jesus, that knows Jesus, that it expresses Jesus out, that I see Jesus through. There's just been deep layers upon layers on things that uh, the prophet has been speaking on that is just like mind-blowing. Perfect school was no other option. There was no other option for my life, for my family's life. I tell you, this is the best thing we've ever done. When given the opportunity for something like a prophetic school, I had to. I didn't have a choice. I would recommend it for anybody who wants to walk on this earth with God. There's nothing like this. It's amazing. <laughs> what else to say about it? Um, I, I hope you can partake in it. Do yourself and your future and your future generations the biggest blessing and favor and come and take part in this because you will not regret it. I promise you, I'm speaking from my own experience. You have to learn to bring the battle to the devil. Stop allowing the devil to attack you. You should be the one that is attacking him. Let me explain it. Those who clap, may God give you more grace. Now listen, and listen very well. The devil in the first chapter of the Bible, or the first book of the Bible, in the third chapter, Genesis chapter number three, the devil is referred to as that serpent a serpent but if you move to revelations he's called that old serpent that dragon meaning if you don't deal with the devil in the book of genesis you don't deal with him in the beginning of your day if you don't deal with him in deuteronomy you don't deal with him in the book of acts you don't deal with him in the book of Re if you reach the book of revelation he becomes that old serpent that dragon Killing a snake is easier than killing a dragon. Many of you are dealing with dragons because you failed to kill a snake. When God puts you in the garden, where everything you ever needed is, the devil will also be present. Because the one who holds on to what he has been given is the owner, not the one who is given but the one who holds on to it is not how you start it's how you finish so if you don't deal with that snake and you let him become a dragon you'll be dealing with a dragon that is breathing out fire when you should have dealt with a snake 
that you, you could just step on his head. God is telling me, tell them you deserve it. Then God took me to Psalm 103. And I saw the Psalm of David. Now you have to ask yourself this question. Did David become king because he deserved it? Because he worked for it? Or because God decided that he would be? Amen. Because God decided. Amen. So you don't deserve things because you worked, but because God decided. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The devil's work is for you to disqualify yourself from what God has already decided to give. I think this is for people in the back. The devil's mission is always to do one thing. To make you see that you don't belong where you want to be in. That you're not qualified to be where you are, you are desiring to be. Help us Lord. Because in his mind he knows that you have been taught everything that you have, you have to work for it. Shai, teach it Papa. But there are things that are from Jesus that you can never work for. Hallelujah. That he can only give you. I receive. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he shall lift you up. Not because you deserve it, but because he decided. Ah. May God elevate you this hour. I receive. May God lift you up this hour. I receive. In the realm of the spirit, you see what is on your shirt. The Lord said me, your name is what is on your shirt. Hallelujah! What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? Hallelujah! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. Where is my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you. And I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Yeah. Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Who is like Ogaga Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. (laughs) Because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Prophesy. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? In the, in the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? I know one thing about you. You are real. <laughs> uh.
<laughs> Papa, I'm live, so I'll call you again. <laughs> love you, love you. <laughs> okay, follow Mama. Bless you. <laughs> God bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi. That was uh, my uncle, Pastor Simon. And uh, I love him so much. And he's been a tremendous blessing in my life. And I believe that uh, God is going to bless us today for what is going to happen. So... I'm so pleased to have you all, and today I'm going to share a mystery and a secret that I walk with, that the Lord Jesus gave to me, and I am going to share it with you. And the reason why I'm going to share it with you is because the Lord Jesus desires that you move to another dimension in your ability to understand the things of the spirit. Now, apocalypse simply means revelation. But apocalypse means more than revelation. Uh, Humphrey Ambina watching from Nairobi, Kenya. God bless you. Apocalypse means more than just revelation. Apocalypse literally means to make naked, to, to strip it of everything else so that you can see it for what it is. I want everybody to share this if you're ready to receive the spirit of apocalypse in you. Hallelujah. God bless everybody. Kabradia Savalakisha. Meronde Gista Alabratia Savalakatala Barande. Le Karusta Ivaratea. Maronde kishta avakado, rende gista alavakosha iprotaligafea, mevaradia suva. If you have shared, just type, I have shared, and 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 uh, God is going to bless you. God is going to bless you tremendously. So, you need to capture this, and you need to know this. The spirit of revelation is very necessary to every believer. The spirit of revelation is very essential. You cannot live without it. You cannot, you cannot be a believer and not walk in the realms of revelation. You are going to be affected as a child of God. That is why we have so many people, they are preaching stale messages. What do I mean by stale messages? Nothing they say can change anybody's life, but it can only motivate somebody. Now, motivation is not bad, but motivation is not good because it preys on emotion. It preys on feelings. But when you become a spiritual man, the Bible says that, the Bible says it like this, we don't move by sight, but we move by faith. So when you become somebody of maturity in the realm of the spirit, you no longer move by sight. You do no longer move by what you hear. Isaiah chapter uh, Isaiah 11 speaks of, uh, of, of, of the Lord Jesus and it says that, you know, he will not judge after the sight or by the hearing or what people say, but he will judge with justice. Now, that doesn't make sense. How can I make a conclusion of something without seeing it or without hearing it? 
is because he's no longer operating with the faculties or the abilities of man, but is operating with the abilities of God. A motivational speaker preys on your emotion, but a spiritual speaker empowers your spirit so that you can see beyond the natural, you can see beyond feelings. I feel like I'm talking to myself. I'm here with the great prophet Glovis is on the phone with me. I just, uh, I just, I, I blew up his phone. I believe he was in, in, in prayer. So I had to catch him real quick and, and uh, I'm live, but I'm glad to have him on the phone. But listen to me and listen to me clearly. There are seven realms of apocalypsis. There are seven realms of revelation. I don't know if somebody is catching me. That is why two people can read the same verse and see completely different things. And they are all right. But whoever has the deeper revelation will always be superior to the one that has the surface one. Somebody is testifying. My son Chikis is uh, testifying. Uncle was extra deep yesterday. What did you teach? <laughs> <laughs> Prophet, you're, you're quiet. Not much. <laughs> Deep. I did what you showed me. Uh, if I teach you, Jesus is coming. No. <laughs> so I don't know if somebody's catching oh, this. There are seven realms. Seven realms of apocalypses. Uh, Prophet, I know you're about to do some stuff. If you can watch and then I'll call you right after. Uh, say yes now, we can all hear you. Yes, Daddy. <laughs> yes, I'll see you. So, there are seven realms of apocalypse. Let me explain it to you like this. A few days ago, I taught you a little bit about the seven spirits of God. Now, the seven spirits of God deal with seven realms. <laughs> ah, I don't know if somebody's ready for this. And it took God to have the seven spirits, which is the one spirit manifested into three, into seven persons. Or not seven persons, but se- it, 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 the spirit of God has seven functions, if we should say it in that way. That is why in the book of Revelation, the Lord Jesus is saying, I am he that has the seven spirits. You read Isaiah 11, he talks about it. Revelations chapter 5, Revelations chapter 3. It's pointing to the seven spirits of God. So it took God to have those seven to create everything that is in creation. It took seven days for God to finish creation. Well, somebody will say, but it took six days. Nope, it took seven. Let me explain to you. God resting was part of the work. Because if you don't stop working, then you're still working. Then you have not stopped creation. So God had to make the seventh day a full stop, a day of rest. That even the Jews implemented it as a law that on the seventh day you have to rest. If you don't rest, you're sinning against God because the symbol of stopping to work is work itself. There are people who never know when to stop. So if God did not stop on the seventh day, then Adam will not be in motion because God will still be doing things. 
I don't know if somebody's catching me. YouTube, are you there? YouTube, my people on YouTube, glory be to the living Jesus. Keep sharing and keep letting somebody know. Hallelujah. Now, to push it a little, a little deeper, I want you to capture this. Your ability to see your ability to see the things of the spirit, your ability to understand the things of the spirit is dependent on where you are in the realm of the spirit. Let me say it again. Your ability to see, your ability to understand is based on where you are in the realm of the spirit. Uh, let, me, let me put it like this. Tabs one-on-ones is today. Don't worry, guys. I'm, I'm going to get to H and everybody. Now, I want you to capture this. Uh, let me give you a verse. Go to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, can you tell the kids to close their door? Because they're loud. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 3. Hebrews chapter, 30, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, sorry. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Sorry, it's Hebrews 11, 3. Hebrews 11, 3. Hebrews 11, 3. Hebrews 11, 3. So as I was saying, Whoever is on a higher tower can see further than the person on the first floor. And the person on the third floor can definitely see better than the person on the first floor. A person on the second floor, even though they cannot see that much further, but they can definitely see further than the person on the first floor. But the person on the seventh floor can see further than anybody on the first, second, third, and fourth, and fifth, and sixth floor. I don't know if somebody's catching this. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Are you ready? Listen to this. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are, things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Let me read it one more time. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, how can you understand through faith? Ah, I thought faith is believing that you have. But there is a dimension of faith which is rooted in understanding. That through that faith you can see. I'm going to say it again. Through faith one can see. But does everybody see through faith? Or does somebody believe in, in God doing something for them to receive it? But you notice Hebrews, the apostle is saying, Apostle Paul is saying, through faith we understand. 
How can faith give understanding? I think people are not catching me. There's a dimension of faith that it is no longer about believing. But it is a dimension of understanding. (laughs) I feel like I'm talking to myself. (laughs) Through faith we understand. There's a level of faith that God can bring you to. That everything you're seeing, cloud. That everything that you're seeing, that everything you're seeing is through understanding. You're not seeing to comprehend anymore, but as you see, you're understanding because you're seeing through faith. Is somebody there? There's a faith that you say, okay, Lord, I believe this. You have said it. I'm going to have it. But there's somebody who is operating by, I am understanding through faith. Those are two different realms. They are both in faith. But they are Two completely different realms. There is somebody who is seeing faith as a means of receiving something. And there is another one who is operating in a higher dimension where faith is now the ability to understand. Because they are no longer using what you use to understand that God is good. They already can see through faith that God is good. I don't know if somebody is catching this. May the Lord Jesus give us the grace to understand this. You can understand through faith. And remember, understanding is not just believing because God said so. Is having the mind of Christ to comprehend how it's going to work together and how it worked together. Everybody always is in this dimension. Whatever God says, it will work for my good, but they don't know how it's going to work out. So they go through difficult times, they hold on to God. But there are those who understand why this is happening, why that is happening, why this is happening, and how it is going to play together. Let me give you an example. I don't know if you're catching me. Let me give you a deep example. Let me give you an example. When Joseph was in prison, this is in the book of Genesis. When Joseph was in prison, there is something interesting that happened. One day he's in prison and two men come into the prison. The cupbearer and uh, the baker. After he had ministered to them, he said, you, you are going to go back to the palace 
and you, you're going to be put to death. Now you have to understand the blood, the wine represents the blood and bread represents the body. I don't know if somebody wants me to break this down. So he knew because the one who had the blood, because of the blood of Jesus, he already had foresight as a prophet. He understood that because of the cup that was carrying wine that represented the blood of Christ that he would be spared. But the bread represents the flesh, the body that will be broken. He knew this one would die. But he looked beyond the, what the cupbearer had and he said, when the time comes, don't forget me. Remember me before the king. How did he know that this person will need to be remembered? Because he knew that there was a situation that was going to happen. That the cupbearer will be put to remembrance by who helped him to come out of prison. When he spoke to them, it was simply faith that they were receiving and encouragement. But the one who was speaking had the spirit of understanding. He understood what he was saying through faith. Uh, may you understand where you are in the name of Jesus. That God can push you to a higher dimension and a higher level to be a blessing to many. To win many before the coming of the Lord Jesus. Remember the cup represents the suffering and the wine represents the blood. Ah, I feel like I'm by myself. Are you there? Facebook, are you there? Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Glory be to the living Jesus. He lives forever and ever and ever more. From beginning everlasting, he's been alive. And he will ever be. Because he holds all things together. It is in him we move and have our being. Hallelujah. Now capture this, capture this. Facebook, are you there? Facebook, keep sharing and sharing and sharing. So there are seven realms of apocalypses. Every verse you read in the Bible, not every chapter, not every book, every single verse you read in your Bible has seven dimensions, has seven levels of apocalypses. Has seven levels of apocalypses. I don't know if somebody is catching me. Every single verse has seven realms within it. Because remember what the Lord Jesus said. He said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Every single verse you have ever seen in your scriptures has seven realms of apocalypses. 
And in whatever realm you choose to live in, determines what you're going to reap out of it. Ah, official chickens, everything. Every single verse you have ever seen in your Bible has seven realms of revelation. Haven't you ever noticed when Prophet Lovey comes on and he reads a verse to you, you're like, but I read this. Why did I never see it? Carnal people operate with, uh, uh, with uh, uh, perspective, which is not bad, but perspective is not revelation. Perspective is how you are still choosing to see, but it's not about you seeing, it's about what does God see. Revelation is God's opinion. Perspective is man's perception. Hello? Can somebody hear me? Yes. Jody P, exactly. Glory be to Jesus. That is why anybody who tells you, anybody who comes and tells you, uh, find Jesus for yourself, they are lying to you. God is not a fool to put ministers on the earth because he knows it is not for everybody to see some of these things. But there is somebody who needs to uh, bring that understanding to you. Haven't you ever noticed that the more understanding you receive, the greater your faith is? That you move from just believing in something, but in knowing that something is a certain way. Lebrondo kishta avalakia, merakushta aluva paravia telemande de gia, labradea savakushta alande biase, la clariosto improdovida, prevondo liga savadea ande. Le kushta varia tosta i kalamande le bronde dia. Is somebody catching this? Yes. I don't know if somebody is getting this. Glory be to the living Jesus. Let, let me show you something. Go to your Bible. Go to the book of. Matthew chapter 6 verse 23. Matthew 6 23. Matthew chapter 6 verse 23. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Now let me say it again. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? 
I'm going to break it down and explain it. Let's use your natural eyes. When there is a lot of light, what, happened to your, what happens to your pupils? They narrow down. They focus the light better. They narrow down to see. But if there is no light, your pupils expand in order for it to capture more light. Yeah. Is that making sense to somebody? Yes. Now, light that you carry cannot turn into darkness without you even knowing. Meaning we have greater light and little light. If I have less light, it doesn't mean that there is no darkness around me. It means there is some darkness, but there is also some light. But the more light I have, the less darkness is around me. Now, darkness represents the lack of knowing or the ability not to see. Let me show it to you. I'll explain it even deeper. Go to uh, 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 Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 to 21. Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 to 21. Listen to this. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. <laughs> Should I read it one more time? Let me read it one more time. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that, that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Listen to this. There are some people we have in church that don't know the difference between light and darkness. They can't tell. The reason why they cannot tell the difference between light and darkness is because they carry some light and they carry some darkness and they cannot differentiate. Because let me tell you something. Let me, let me break it down a little bit. <laughs> Let's go to the scriptures. This will shock somebody. Go to Psalms 139 verse 12. Are you ready? Do you have it? All right, read it. 
Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. One more time. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, mm -hmm. but the night shineth as the day. Mm -hmm. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. So darkness is light. The problem is you perceive light the way we perceive in this world. But that's not what, that's not what light darkness is. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Uh, read verse, verse 3 to 4. I'm going to read it for you. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. Facebook keep sharing. YouTube Periscope, keep sharing and keep sharing and keep sharing. Now listen to this. Verse 3 to 4, Genesis chapter 1. Verse 3 to 4. If you find it in, in the last, uh, if you find it in the middle of your Bible, we need to deliver you and your Bible. Genesis is the first book of the Bible and the first chapter. That's where we are. Now listen to this. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. The light was what? Good. good. And God divided the light from the darkness. I don't know if somebody is catching this. The word divide there is the word in Greek, badal. B-A-D-A-L. Badal means to separate. <laughs> to bring a distinction between. Badal means to separate. Yeah. How do you divide light from darkness? If we shine this light right now that we are using for the stream. If we turn it off, it will be dark. If we turn it on, there is light. How do you divide them? Now, if you go to John chapter 1, it makes sense now. John chapter 1, what does it say? It says, and the light shineth in darkness. How can light shine inside of darkness? Look at that. Ah, Stephanie, you are deep. <laughs> She's deep. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Stephanie, my daughter is deep. She said, white light has seven colors in it. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Deep. Extra deep. <laughs> How does light shine inside of darkness? Doesn't light disperse darkness? Yeah. So when God said, let there be light, he saw a lot of darkness. And there was light within darkness that he divided and made two sources of light. One light is called light and another one is called darkness. But they are both light. 
Let me go even deeper. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. I'm going to explain it. First Corinthians. This is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Chapter 2. Verse. No, verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God, of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now look, what is a mystery? A mystery is something hidden. A mystery is simply something that is hidden. Mystery is something hidden. So there are truths that God has revealed. And there are truths that are hidden. Greater light is actually hidden. And lesser light is revealed. That is why it says spiritual things can be understood by the spiritual. And a carnal man cannot receive them. We have people in the church that you can tell them God is going to bless you. They will never believe. Mm -hmm. Not because they are not a Christian. But that cannot enter into their mind the ability to receive that. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Mysteries. God says, if they be prophets among you, I will make myself known to them. By vision and dreams and dark speeches. Huh? <laughs> Meaning hidden ways. I feel like somebody is not understanding what I'm trying to say. I wish somebody could understand what I'm saying. Is somebody catching this? Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to the living Jesus. Are you capturing this, children? Are you capturing it? Are you understanding it? Are you understanding it, somebody? Are you understanding it? Let me, let me explain a little more for somebody to, to really get this. There are things that are obvious scripturally and there are things that are hidden. So when you grab the Bible and you're about to read it, you will see according to the dimension that you're in. No amount of studying will ever give you the spiritual meaning of things. It's all based upon your walk with God and your spiritual level in the realm of the spirit. When I was a young boy and I was observing my uncle, uh, Pastor Simon, 
and I used to observe him and the things that he would say, and I was so shocked. How can this man have an understanding of these things? How is it possible? But it was the spiritual dimension that he was operating and functioning in. So you will always receive and understand according to the spiritual dimension that you stand in. I believe that God wants me to teach this so that you can move to another level. Amen. I receive. By listening to what I'm telling you, you will understand and receive what God has for you. Beyond just the ability to see, beyond just what somebody told me, but knowing that you know that you know that you know that it is a reality. Whether it is healing that you're believing for, whether it is breakthrough, whether it may be whatever you want God to do for you. But you enter into that place that you know that you know that you know that you know. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read another verse. Uh, go to Matthew chapter 20 verse 15. Matthew 20, 15. Mm -hmm. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Yes. Is then I evil because I am good? Notice, he's asking them. Your eye is evil, that's why you're thinking everything that I'm doing that is good is bad. Now remember what the scripture said. The Lord Jesus said, The entrance of thy word giveth light. Mm -hmm. So before you can have understanding, just the fact that you are somewhere where you're being fed the word of God, something happens to you. Amen. You begin to receive light. Amen. And in due time, the mysteries of, the, of God and the mysteries that are hidden will start to become normal to you. You begin to see them without any choice, without anything. I began to understand God better by who God put me next to. By being next to my uncle, I grew up seeing deeper. By the time I am now ministering, my standard is already so high by who I was listening to. Yeah. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not hearing the word of God, but hearing by the word of God. Meaning faith comes only when you hear Jesus. Not when you hear a preacher, but when you hear somebody that is speaking revelation, is speaking apocalypsis, now you're listening to Jesus. Because somebody who is speaking motivation, it's not Jesus speaking. Somebody who is speaking something that will change you as a person, lift you up as a person, make you into a greater person in the sight of God and useful in the eyes of God. Now you're listening to Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Let me tell you, if people had the spirit of revelation, there's a lot of churches that people will not go to. They will understand that they are wasting their time. Jesus is coming soon and they are not equipped to do anything for the kingdom of God. He, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not by the words of God. Not by the words of God. Never by the words of God. 
Hearing by the word of God. Big difference. Huge difference. You can hear the word of God or you can hear by the word of God. When I speak, I count everything I know to be nothing. I just want to speak what Jesus is speaking. That is why so many of you that watch you always say, Papa, our lives have changed. You don't understand the level of intimacy that we are working with God. How close we are to God now. How now the things that were impossible are becoming possible. How all these things are changing. They are changing why? You are hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. You're not hearing because, because it's a good word. You are hearing by the word of God. That is what God wants you to have. God wants you to hear by his word. Who is the word? The word is the living Jesus. Amen. Who is the word? The word is the living Jesus. The word is the living Jesus. Amen. The word is the living Jesus. You know, I was, uh, uh, I was listening to, I always observe this one thing. Let me tell you one thing that I observe within myself. I always hear the testimonies of people, how God has used me to bless their life. There's one thing that I always pay attention to. They always say this one thing. They always say, you know, when I hear you speak, there's a sense of calm, there's a sense of peace. Even if you're not talking about scripture or anything like that, it just feels like I'm listening to the Lord. That's when you know that it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So your eye can be evil. What does that mean? Your understanding can be corrupted. That will make every man of God you see think that they want to take money from you. Ah, let me talk to some people. Many of you, because you don't know the difference between light and the darkness of hell, and the mysteries of God, which are also dark, which is also referred to as darkness, not in the sense of evil, but dark, in the sense that it takes you to carry the understanding of God for you to see through it and to comprehend it. You have given your resources to people who don't carry anything that will benefit you. Now, because you saw that and you saw that they were wicked. You think everybody that is preaching the gospel to you is a thief. You think everybody that is speaking to you wants to steal your money, wants to take from you, wants to rob you, is thinking of how they are going to rob you and make themselves rich. That is foolishness. Simply because you cannot see, you have demonized everybody. Yet they are true servants of God. That are doing the work of God. Winning souls because Jesus is coming. But because of one time you could not see. Instead of that making you pray better. To now know the difference. You have demonized everybody. Yeah. Let me tell you. When I post things even on Instagram. A simple message like. Faith is the manifestation of your prayer. Mm-hmm. A person wrote saying. Why are you twisting the Bible? Uh-uh. <laughs> Even how can you, you know that person is in darkness. They can't see. <laughs> Jesus is saying when you pray, believe and it is done. He's telling you your faith is the manifestation. 
If you pray without faith, God is answering faith. God is not answering words. But that person believes is a scripture. He believes he knows scripture. An example is this. Let me give you an example. Listen to this carefully. The Bible says in the book of Numbers that Moses went to God and told God, God, I am tired of, of ministering and doing this work by myself. I need help. God said, gather 70 elders and I will take of your spirit and put it in them. God was saying, I will divide your spirit into 70 people. And the Bible says on that day, 70 prophets, 72 prophets, because there were other two that were outside, they were not even coming into the tent, but they received the same spirit of Moses. That day in Israel, there were 72 prophets added. But when a prophet lays hands on somebody and say, I release, I impart of you my spirit. From today you shall walk as a prophet of God. They will say only God makes prophets. <laughs> Yet your scriptures is showing you that if I give you a part of me, what does that mean? I'm a prophet. Are you understanding? Yeah. So a lot of people are in darkness because... They are using, they are seeing after their own sight. Let me show you. Go to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. I know I'm throwing a lot of scriptures. And then I will break down and then I will explain to you the seven dimensions and the seven realms. Ah, go to verse 7. Genesis chapter 3 verse 7. Genesis chapter 7. Genesis chapter, no, Genesis chapter 3 verse 7, sorry. Genesis chapter 3 verse 7. Genesis chapter 3 verse 7. Genesis chapter 3 verse 7. Genesis 3 7. Are you there now? Listen. And the eyes of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked and sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna read that again. Are you ready? The eyes, now this one will be a deep revelation, I hope you're ready. And the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Now capture this. Meaning Adam and Eve never used their sight. They walked like this. Because their eyes to be open, it means that they close the spiritual to open the physical. Ah, I wish somebody is understanding this. I don't know if somebody is capturing this. Their eyes were opened and they knew. How did they know? Through their physical eyes. I don't know if somebody is capturing this. Ah, chicas, you are becoming a spirit. (laughs) 
Hello? Is somebody listening to this? And their eyes were opened and they knew that they were naked. How did they know they were naked? Through their physical sight. Remember when God created them, he says, and the man and the woman saw that they were naked and they were not ashamed. Why? Because they saw it through the eyes of the spirit. But the moment their eyes were opened in the natural, they saw shame. Ah. Now the word apron that you see there is C-H-A-G-O-W-R. C-H-A-G-O-W-R. Kagor. That's how you say it. Kagor. What does Kagor mean? A belt. A belt. They made themselves a belt. Now, what does the Bible says when it's saying put on the full armor of God? <laughs> You're Googling. <laughs> Let me see if somebody knows. Belt represents truth that holds everything together. Truth. They made themselves their own truth. Because if they covered themselves, they did not need to go and hide behind trees and bushes. Because when God came, they said that we are hiding because we are naked. If they had made a covering for themselves, they would have not needed to hide. Somebody is not understanding. The belt of truth. They kagor, they took a belt and put a belt on themselves. But when God comes, they are running in the bushes and hiding. Saying we are naked. <laughs> if you depend, if you depend on your own sight, you will make your own your own belt of truth that is actually not truth. I don't know if somebody is capturing this. Ah, they started seeing their own truth. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 44, verse 18 to 20. Isaiah 44, 18 to 20. Amen. You have it? Isaiah 44, 18 to 20. You have it? Yeah. Okay, read it. They have not known nor understood for he hath shut their eyes mm -hmm. that they cannot see uh -huh. and their hearts that they cannot understand. Uh -huh. And none considereth in his heart, 
Neither is there knowledge nor understanding to say, I have burned part of it in the fire. Yea, also I have baked bread upon the coals thereof. Are you, are you getting what he's saying? I've baked the bread on the coals. Uh-huh. I have roasted flesh and eaten it. Uh-huh. And shall I make the residue thereof an abomination? Notice what he's saying. Because they have eyes, but their eyes are shut, and their heart is shut to understand, they are baking bread on coal. <laughs> and they don't understand that they burnt it all. Uh, I think I'm talking to the wrong people. Facebook, are you there? I'm just trying to help somebody. Facebook, Facebook. Facebook. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How, how, how Facebook is on. Let me, let me see uh, Periscope. Uh, uh, somebody Watim says Prophet Lovi you are serious I see your heart that's why I want to feed from you I usually don't comment on people but you are for real we thank the Lord Jesus it's all by grace <sighs> now listen to this let me give maybe one more verse Proverbs 26 12. Proverbs 26, 12, and then we shall, we shall wrap it up and move on. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, hit me. Seest thou a man wise in mm. his own conceit mm-hmm. there is more hope of a fool than of him wow everybody my uncle is on facebook right now his name is simon ginzulu makiasi please comment and like his post as much as you can if that man never existed you would not be having me right now i spent more time with him more than even my biological father The root of who I am is in this man. He was the beginning of it all. I want everybody to like and like and like and like. Even him to call me man of God is like almost shocking. (laughs) Because to me it's really like he's the man that raised me. In his house, when he would be fasting, when he would be praying, I would follow him behind like a, a dog would follow its master. I'm telling you, the knowledge and the revelation that he carries is not even human. Without him, I would not be here right now. You see me delivering people, I saw him do it first. (laughs) I have seen some things with him. Let me share a testimony. 
there was somebody in the occult that was sent to kill him. And this person came in different forms many times. <laughs> and the person failed every time. One day he decided to go to my uncle's office with a woman to pretend like he has a problem so that he can be prayed for. And they came in the office, but he was carrying a weapon to kill my uncle. They sit in the office and he's about, uh, and the woman begins to speak up. He says, no, 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 let's pray first. The moment he opened his mouth, the woman got her handbag and ran out. And the young man stayed there confused, and that's the day that guy was arrested. And the Lord arrested that man, and the guy started confessing, hey, you have been giving us trouble in the city. <laughs> I was assigned to kill you. <laughs> I've, done, I've tried to do this and do this, and now he's one of the men of God that he has raised that is really powerful. That this guy was in the, in the depth of wickedness and hell. The day that he was praying for him one day, I was with him in the office. And he always took me with him. And we would sit down and he was praying for him. All of a sudden, I will never forget that day. I always shared this story with him. All of a sudden, everything began. There was a physical earthquake in the room. I'm not saying outside. In the room. <laughs> I felt, you know, I felt death take me. I felt my spirit being pulled out of me. And I felt like I was dying. And I began to pray in the spirit like he had taught me how to. And when I came back to consciousness and everything is stabilized, I found my uncle and the guy on his knees, arrested, bound. And that day my uncle looked at me and said, <laughs> he said, if you are not really called by God, you would have died. That is a dangerous man. How old were you? I can't remember. I think I was like maybe nine or ten. I was young. I was really, really young. Super, super young. Yeah, I was, I was the same age with Andrew. <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> ah. <laughs> let, me, let me push this now. Uh, did you get the verse? Did, you get, did I give a verse? I think I gave something. Proverbs 26, 12. Yeah, Proverbs 26, 12. Read, son. Uh, uh -huh. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit, there is more hope of a fool than of him. Uh-uh, read that again. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit, there is more hope of a fool than of him. One more time. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit, yeah. there is more hope of a fool than of him. So a hope has more full, as a, a fool has more hope than somebody who is wise in their own sight. Because a fool can be instructed. A fool can be instructed. But somebody who is wise in their own sight, a fool has more hope. And remember, a fool usually doesn't have hope. But compared to somebody who is seeing through his own sight, a fool has more hope. Huh? I don't know if somebody's catching this. I'm just trying to help somebody. Let me explain to you. I'm going to break them down and I'll break this teaching in a few parts.
the first dimension of apocalypsis in every scripture that you read, in every verse that you read, the first one has to do with the physical man. It reveals God in the natural things. It brings light, but in the voice of a man, in the surface, regular base. You begin to know that, ah, you know, Jesus is Lord. You, you, you begin to follow him. You begin to know about him. You just know there is a good God, you know. You are still not living for him as you should. But you are that level whereby you read the Bible like a story because it is a story if you are on that first apocalypsis, the first dimension. He did it for you. He can do it for me. Somebody is in a greater light. He's saying, he's not saying he did it for you. He'll do it for me. He says he's doing it for me. Because he did it for you. <laughs> Different. Yeah, yeah. Not he will. He is doing. I don't know if somebody is getting this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Are you there? I want somebody to capture this. The first level is what you bring to people. Yeah. They start knowing they can grab the Bible and, and, and read it like a story. They are still not seeing anything. Usually those people, when you hit them with revelation, they will say, man, I need to read my word more because they are sure that there is nothing like that in there. Mm -hmm. Even if you are to show them a simple thing like your faith is the manifestation. They don't really believe. They just know that you pray because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But prayer is nothing more than that to them. They don't even know that it's talking to God. To them, it is complaining to God. It's pouring your heart to God beyond any result. Yeah. Because the first dimension brings light you start to see that there is something more than where you are. The second dimension begins to bring separation. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The second day, if you read the first day, God called, created light. So that there is now, if you read, it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, meaning the heavens and the earth already existed. But in the dimension of men, 
It was not the way it's supposed to be yet. But as far as God was, it was already like that. So God creates light and caused one light day and the other one night. So the first, the first thing that happens when God comes is he brings light into your life. So you can see. Oh, you can pray. There is a God somewhere. Ah, God is good. Yeah. Ah, I can read the Bible. Oh, oh, wow, God did this for the Egyptians. But it has nothing direct to do with you yet. You are just beginning to see. On the second day, God created, created the, the sky and the, he separated between the waters on the ground and the waters in heavens and called it the sky and the bottom one, he called it uh, the, the firmament. He called it the firmament. We can read it. Let me read it. Let me explain it better. Verse 6, he says, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Notice this. The second dimension starts removing you from the earth. You begin to know that there is somewhere up there and there is somewhere down here. Before that, everything was just mixed. Yeah. You can see, but you can't really tell. Ah, uh, what is what? Yeah. You're still caught up in the, in, the, in the realm of, I believe God, you are a good person if you do good because you still cannot separate. The Bible says, as the heavens are above you, so are my, are my thoughts and my thinking and my, my ways above yours. So the second dimension, you begin to know that the mind of God and the mind of man, the ways of man and the ways of God are different. Yeah. You begin to understand that there is a higher standard called heaven and there is a lower standard, earth. Somebody in the first dimension is living for self. But the second dimension begins to make you see that there is something beyond where I am. Yeah. The third dimension deals with self. Knowing that I cannot grasp the things of the heavens on my own. I can't. I cannot do it. Because the moment the heavens and the, the waters above and the waters on the ground are separated, you immediately see yourself for who you really are. You know, there are people in the church, somebody can be killing, stealing, and it's all good. I'm not saying judge people. We never condemn or judge people. But they don't even see it to be wrong. But when somebody begins to see themselves for who they are, it puts them on the path to Calvary. Now they genuinely decide that I need Jesus. I need the living Jesus. They might have gotten saved because they were afraid of hell without really understanding the whole story. But now they're really understanding their need for walking with God and needing God. And they understand that their flesh, they're in sin. 
that the only way they can conquer sin is to die. So the third dimension has to do with total and complete surrender to the living God. The Bible says the goodness of God brings men to repentance. You have seen God for who he is. You have seen his ways are higher than yours, but he's still reaching out to to you. It changes and transforms you. You want to live for him now. You want to walk after him. Ah, pan. <laughs> Man, so much family today. Uh, uh, the, 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 on YouTube, Pan Phil, that's my cousin. We grew up in the same house. Ah, wow. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed to see you, bro. Now capture this. Let this enter your spirit. The third dimension leads to the cross. The third dimension relates to the cross, where you understand that for you to live is only death, because there is no life in you, there is only life in him. And that is why number three is also the number of God, divine completion. So the first three dimensions deal with the physical man. Not the spiritual man. I'll say it again. The first three dimension deals with the physical man, not the spiritual man. It deals with your physical understanding. It deals with your flesh. And it deals with your submission and humility. It literally crushes you. Now, if you want to know somebody... If you want to know somebody that has gone through these three steps or these three levels, there is something that is usually obvious. They just want to do God's will. They will never judge anybody because them themselves have done wrong. They know it is not about me anymore. Now they are in the place where they know it is about God. And their hunger is to do God's will. They, are no, they have no problem submitting because now they understand the power of submission. They will not gossip because they know those are things of people here, not people there. They spend their words in prayer. Is somebody capturing this? I want somebody to really understand this. Facebook, are you there? The first three dimension deals with the natural man. Completely with the natural man. Number three is the number of divine completion or fullness. Because God is a triune God, one God, three manifestations. Number three is also the number of resurrection, new beginning. When somebody gets to this third level, then they are now beginning a new life. I don't know if somebody is capturing this. 
If you're capturing, just type amen. Type amen, type amen, type amen, so that I know that you're there. I don't know if somebody's catching. Hello? You are there? Now, number four, or the fourth dimension. <laughs> ah, ah, God. I don't know if somebody's catching this. I'm trying to see how I can explain this the easiest way. The number four is the number of creation. Where God starts to create animals and things like that is the number of creation. You are now becoming a new creature. Completely new beginning. Number three, you are dying. Number four, you are now resurrected. You are a completely different person. Yeah. And remember, on the fourth day, it started marking seasons. You are a new person. This is now the dimension whereby this is the dimension whereby you are starting afresh. This is the part that now you're starting a new life. But also, in number four, you understand something. That you cannot live the way you used to live. You have to live differently. Yeah. And it is number four that you learn something that changes everything. You learn that it is not about you and what you can do. It is about what Jesus has already done and completed. The fifth dimension of, of, of apocalypse pushes you into grace. You understand that anything that I can do to justify myself before God is filthy rags. But, Everything that I believe that he has done 
is what justifies me before him. So you begin to understand God will heal people, God will deliver me, God will do this, God will do this because of his grace, not because of what I can do. It changes you. You begin to become somebody who is dependent on the grace of God. Nothing anybody can do. But you know I am because of his grace. I am because of his grace. I am because of his unmerited favor. You understand everybody can fall, but it is grace that catches you when you fall. You will understand that the grace of God is able to reach anybody at any time. Your life begins to be dependent on God's grace and mercy that is provided for you versus what you can do. Let me tell you, when you see me, God using me to heal people, to prophesy accurately like I do. All these things is because of grace. I never earned it. You can't earn anything from God. God doesn't give you something because you fasted. God gives you something because he wants you to have it. You fast because fasting changes us. It doesn't change God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is never going to change. But those things change us to be in a better position to receive from him. Those things position us to be in a better position to receive from him. But it doesn't change him. So there are people that always think that what I'm doing is going to make God do this, is going to make do that. That is why you're still stuck. You love God, you do everything, you think that I'm going to buy God's favor because I'm giving tithe. I'm going to buy God's favor because I'm giving seed. You can't bribe, you can't bribe, God cannot be deceived. You can't bribe him. You give because you know that he has already given you. How can you buy unconditional love? Listen carefully. Unconditional love means there is no condition. <laughs> But you're trying to create a condition thinking that that condition will make God bless you. You're trying to create a condition that will make God do something. Yet God is saying, listen, I have unconditional love for you. Meaning there is nothing you can do to earn it. You just need to receive it. I feel like I'm on my own. I feel like I'm by myself. Holy Jesus. 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 Unless you understand the power of grace, you can never enter into the sixth dimension, which is where the completion of man, because number six represents the number of man. 
is the day man was completed. That is when you become a complete man. Because remember, grace deals with your soul. It makes you abandon your feelings, abandon what you think, abandon everything, and believe in what God has done. Meaning there is a renewal of your, of your soul. Number six deals with being a complete man because that is the day that man was completed in creation. This is the dimension that you become a complete man. Your physical body is complete. Your spiritual body is complete. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And your spirit man is, is complete. I don't know if somebody is catching me. Glory be to his holy name. Let me finish it now. Let me see if people remember. Type number one to seven. Let me see if you got it. Then I'll give you the last one. Hi, hi, hi. Karabasiata. Lebra kusta alavakishta alovakeaba. Resedishta avokete lemande prodea savaka. Haradia sovakatia sabaratia se. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah, people have got it. People are catching it. Let me finish it now. Ah, people have it. Number seven. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Number seven. You enter into now the dimension of the rest of God. Now you have entered the realm of God now. Now you have entered the heavenly realm. You have entered the place of rest. Because now you are functioning by sitting in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Versus being down there. Because all these steps were raising you up to enter into the rest of heaven. On the seventh day God rested from all his work. When you enter the seventh dimension, now you are entering the rest of God. You will be no longer functioning just like a regular man, but you'll be functioning like a spiritual man. 
Your prayer will be because you are with God. Your declarations will be because you are with God. Your words will be coming from a place where God is. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven because you are also in heaven with God. You are now in a completely different dimension from a regular man. You become like the Lord Jesus. When you pray, people say, what manner of man is this? Because you have conquered the physical things and you have entered the spiritual things. This is the realm now seeing angels is no longer a problem. Getting visitations from God is becoming normal. It is no longer bound here. But this is the foundation that has launched you there. This is the realm whereby you meet people, you have an answer for somebody, you become useful in the hands of God. Or I wish somebody could hear this. This is the realm now that when you speak, when you read, you are seeing things as God is seeing it. When you see in the beginning, you know that in the beginning is a location, it is not a time because there was no time. Your understanding is different now. You see, in the beginning, you know that in the beginning is not a timeline. Because your understanding is expounded from the physical things to the spiritual things. I, I wish somebody could understand this. I wish somebody could catch this. You now start understanding that the beginning is a location. It is not a timeline. Because if it is time, when will you put it? When will you put time? Because in order for material things to happen or to work, you need three things. Time, space, and matter. You need time, space, and matter. But a creator who creates time, space, and matter is not in it or else he cannot create it. He's outside of it. So you now understand that these three things that make the physical realm and the invisible realm exist, they exist inside of a person. They do not exist independent of a person. You have time to go on Facebook because uh, Zuckerberg, what is his name? Zuckerberg. What is his first name? Uh, Mark. Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook. So you now made time for Facebook because he created a time for you to be on something. If you never created Facebook, you would not have time to say, I'm going on Facebook. You'll be doing something else. But he created something that would take people's time to be on it. Uh, I wish somebody could catch this. Uh, YouTube, are you there? YouTube, YouTube, are you there? Hallelujah. This is the dimension of now acting like God. You say, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare tomorrow I will prosper. And tomorrow you will prosper because you created time, space, and matter through your words because of the dimension that you're operating from. You're no longer operating within these things. You're no longer limited or given an advantage by these things, but you are the one who is creating them to your own advantage. I just want to pray for somebody right now. 
that God will elevate your standard, your ability to understand, to hear, and to comprehend in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Father, I pray for everybody that is coming on. I pray that there will be a new beginning and a transformation for each and every one of them. May they enter into a place of knowing like never before. May they go through these stages according to your will, O Lord, and perfect them in the right time. You said you make everything beautiful in its time, meaning everybody has a different process and everybody has a different time. I pray that this will be their time that they will enter into that place of divine completion, that they will truly sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that their authority will not only be in words, but will be in deeds. That when they speak, there will be power that will change things. That many will be saved in their own family and people around them. Father, I thank you that this is done and complete in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. I want everybody right now, if you have not signed up for prophetic school, I want you to go and do it. Uh, If you want to give, go to prophetlovey.com and you can give from there. I love you so much. May God increase you and God bless you. There are greater things that I'm going to push it even deeper, how to navigate through them. How to navigate through them. How to navigate through them in the next, maybe maybe tonight I'll come back on, or maybe tomorrow. We'll see how God leads us. But I love you. God bless you. I want you to rewatch this and let this really enter you. Let it, let it be digested in you. May your eyes be open. In the name of Jesus, let it be something that will change people. In the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that this is done. That this is complete. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. It's done for everybody. You are blessed. Shalom, shalom. Blessings, everybody. This is Prophet Lovi, and I'm so excited to be inviting you to the second prophetic school that we're going to be having this year. It's just going to be phenomenal. The first one was so powerful, but this one will be even greater and will be even better. It's very important to understand that it is God's will that every single person, whether you're an evangelist, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an apostle, for you to function in the prophetic. Because the prophetic is the revealer of things that are hidden in the heavenly realm. If God wanted to speak to you concerning California right now, you cannot find any verse in the scripture that will talk about California. But God through his spirit and by his spirit, he can speak to you specifically concerning the things he's going to be doing in the land. So it's very important for you to know how to hear the voice of God so that you will know that every step that you take, that God is the one that is ordering it. The Bible says it clearly. Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. My desire is that you will grow into a place where you are led by the Holy Spirit, where you can know His voice. You will know His still small voice, where He wants you to go, where He wants you to step, so that many people will be blessed because of you. My prayer is that you will be one of those that will be baptized in the prophetic and your life will never be the same. This is Prophet Lovi and I can't wait to see you from September 30th to October 2nd. It's going to be prophetic. It's going to be powerful and you will live so equipped and ready to win the world for Jesus. God bless you and I can't wait to see you. This is the Prophet Lovi. Shalom, shalom.